0: hey security peeps we are live with another edition edition of breaking into cyber security i am renee small cyber security super recruiter and super unicorn for today happy halloween and i am demystifying cyber security careers for the month of october and the person to kick off, I guess, kick off the end of Cybersecurity Awareness Month, or in the big bang at the end of Cybersecurity Awareness Month is Dominique West. Say hi to everybody,
1: Dominique. Hello, Happy Halloween, everybody. As Halloween. much as yeah, I'm a dinosaur for today, so just for, you know, We're
0: festive,
1: We're I extra festive. I have a tail. <laughs>
0: <So>. <laughs> I already feel like the fun is going to pop today. <laughs> So Dominique is amazing. Just won an award for the Women's Society of Cyber Congratulations on that! Thank she you. has she started a chapter, the Atlanta chapter. Um, how long ago? A year ago? Yeah, almost a year now. Almost um, a year, year
1: ago. Off in January. Um, like we had gotten together before to start the chapter, but we officially had a kickoff January, so almost a year.
0: Almost a year ago, so to kick that off, has an extensive background in the cybersecurity space, Co- podcast host of Security in Color. I mean, she's doing so many amazing, amazing things so Dominique we are going to kick it off there's some folks before we get started people come in they say hello so I shout them out hey happy Halloween everybody I want everyone to tell me what they're going to be for Halloween or what are you for Halloween
1: yeah are are people dressing up to see like I've seen some people dress up and I've seen some people who are just not I know they don't have it which is fine because like I I barely had the energy like I said I had a onesie already (laughs) and that was it
0: Lindsay, I'm done. If I had a unicorn, I, I I literally, this is the first time I've dressed up in forever. I'm usually super focused on my kids. Okay.
1: on getting getting dressed
0: up. So getting them and their costumes and everything else and going to the parade. But since they, they didn't have a parade this year with coronavirus, I'm like, I need to get in the spirit and get dressed yeah. up too. And because we're doing this podcast, I'm like, I definitely got to get dressed up for this. So, um, hey, Reginald um hey danielle spectacular thank you star. who's that somebody <laughs> says hey Cybervising star i have a feeling this might be katia is that katia
1: did she win an award last night too yeah she was nominated for Oh, oh don't worry katia's out here okay <laughs> i know she's doing it
0: yeah exactly she is doing it okay folks so dominique Kick it off. Tell us what made you. For, I want to start with the podcast. <laughs> what made you get? What made you want to do a podcast? What made you want to do security in color? Like, talk to us about it. What is it about? Oh, it's Vicky. Hey, Vicky. Hey, Vicky. Captain Leader, hey girl.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so tell us, my friends, about being
1: no big screen, <laughs>
0: go for it.
1: Um So I had started a blog. I started the blog Security in Color last summer. And I was just kind of writing articles about things that are happening in the news, some different topics that I thought people who are trying to pivot or get into cybersecurity would be interested in. And that got some traction. Um, but then I had gotten a little bit lazy. <laughs> and I was like, I still want to do this information. I still wanna disseminate this information. I still wanna talk about these topics. And then naturally the kind of like the podcast format came about, especially because I listen to a lot of podcasts. Um, so I was like, you know, I didn't see, I saw some different cybersecurity podcasts, but not enough that I think were in the realm of what I was trying to do. And, or nor with people who kind of reflected and looked like me. So I was like, you know, why not kind of jump into the podcast space, see what it's like, and then, you know, if anything, my mama and my friends will listen to it if no one else will, right? <laughs> um, so I I kind of just took what I was already doing and just made it into an audio format. And then now we are 10 months in and I have over 11,000 downloads of all of my episodes, what I thought was insane to me and like how many countries it's in. I'm just like, how do you even find it all the way in Japan or where, you know wherever else? But It's been a great experience. I love um, doing it each week. I love talking and engaging. You're really kind of talking to yourself, but I love when people engage back with me and say, hey, I learned something new or, hey, I didn't know about this. So that's why I really, really enjoy the podcast.
0: I love it. I absolutely love it. So folks, if you have not heard of it before, Security in Color and once a week, right? Yeah, I probably should have made this to the end, but I want to hear no, about it. <laughs> <Yeah, yeah. laughs> like, plug yourself. What do you? What else do you want? Yeah, yeah. So, let's now pivot into um, how you got into the industry. I mean, this is like I had shared. We talk about um, you know breaking into cyber and the whole month has been demystifying cybersecurity because specifically for Cyber Awareness Month, I'm tr- we are trying to talk to the folks that are not in the industry who know nothing about the industry. So we tried to keep it like, I mean, it's never super technical here anyway. Mm-hmm. We tried to keep it non-technical. We tried to just demystify the whole thing because what we have heard and what I've heard, especially talking to high school kids and you know, getting out into the community. And when you talk to people, they just think it's one big mystery. Um, so how did you find out about cyber? You know, what made you wanted to, to go get a master's in it? Like what made
1: you want to be interested in cybersecurity? So the way I found out about the security industry was because my mother and I back way, way, way back when had gotten two fraudulent charges on our credit cards. Right. So we had been victims of like credit card fraud. And we both had two different cards, um, didn't go to the same places, but it was for the exact same amount. Like someone was trying to buy $800 worth of Babies R Us, and I was hella confused. And I was trying to figure out how was it that my card and her card had the same charge, despite the fact that, you know, it was two different vendors. Um, And I wind up going down this rabbit hole where I was like, well, mom, what stores did you go to for the past week? And I tried to correlate with stores that I may have went to because, you know, we we live together. But, you know, we were going to different places. And then from there, I, I just went to investigating, like, how would someone even get our credit card numbers? How can they make a purchase like this? And that, of course, brought me down the rabbit hole of like kind of like forensics and doing my own investigation. And then I learned about hacking. And I was like, "Okay, I like. That was my introduction was that I had gotten, quote unquote, some kind of hack or fraudulent activity on my account. So I wanted to make sure that was never going to happen again and that I was knowledgeable about what I need to do securely going forward. And that kind of led me into learning about hacking and then security in general. Um, at that time, I was already in tech. So I was a software um, technician for a library not for a library, for a museum um, in New York City, but I didn't know about security. And that was, to me, perfect timing, because I had no idea what I wanted to do, right? I was just in tech, and I know I wanted to do something in tech, but the only kind of industries I knew about, the only kind of roles I knew about was if I was a developer. And I already knew off the back, taking a programming class, that development was not for me. (laughs) So when I came into security, I was like, okay, let me learn about it. And then I learned that you could either be a pen tester, or you can be an auditor, or you can be, you know, an engineer, they did have development on it, but they had so many different roles. And then that kind of led me into kind of figuring out and picking out what I wanted to do in the industry from that point. So it was actually me who I like being a not attacked, but being the victim mm-hmm. of, of of an attack kind of led me into being like, okay, I want to make sure this doesn't happen to me. And if I didn't know and my mom, you know, certainly didn't know about how to be secure about it. Like, let me find out and figure out how I can tell other people. Right.
0: Now, that's pretty cool. That's awesome. Now, did mom become a security person, too?
1: She did not. But she like I call her security champion because I tell her, you know, she's, of course, like the first one who I kind of practice things on. So I'm like, mom, you need to get password manager. How are you, you know, when you bring your devices in, are you changing the password? Like, I kind of give her, so now she's paranoid about everything now (laughs) (laughs) because of it. But, you know, I'd rather her be paranoid and prepared than unprepared and something bad happens, you know, the alternative to it.
0: Right. No, I think that's so cool. You know, it's very... I would think that more people would get into it because of your experience. But (laughs) this is the first time on this show in particular that I've heard from someone who actually got into the field because they were a victim of what happened. Um, But it totally, I thought about that probably last week. Like, wow, you know, people typically, I wonder if anyone in security, this has happened to them and it made them want to dig, go down the rabbit hole. So here you You are. Here you are. Another comment. David says, congratulations, Renee. Thank you, David. So David is, um, I met him in a StreamYard group. Um, and he gave me some awesome tips about my mic and all this other stuff going on here. He's definitely a cool producer and an awesome person. And he gave me great advice. And he's been rooting for me to get through 31 live streams in 31 days. Ooh. I appreciate that. And I actually ended up doing 32 or 33. Oh, you surpassed. Yes. Yeah, I did. I ended up doing a couple extras because on one day or a couple of days, I had like double okay. I had two lives. Okay. Two lives in a day. So, mm-hmm. oh my goodness. It's been so much fun. So, Bilal says, I enjoy tuning in every day. Thank you, Bilal. Hey. <laughs> Vicky, love you're here. Hello. Vicky. I love this here too.
1: It's so colorful.
0: <laughs> it feels like it's gonna be I, as I put it on, I put this wig on, I'm like, this feels like it's gonna be so hot after. A I lot. know,
1: because sometimes they are, it looks like really heavy, and then you it That's really why
0: Yeah, it's like it's the I don't know, um something curls they call it, where all wow. these all these curls. Got it. <laughs> so thank you, Vicky. I'm excited. So Dominique, yeah. what made you start the
1: Women in Cyberjutsu chapter in Atlanta? So I had come across the Women's Society of Cyberjutsu also last, last summer was a lot. <laughs> last summer, I think for me, um, was a time where I was just trying to figure out how I can be a part of the community. Well, one, I was trying to find the community. And two, how can I be a part of the community to give back? So I came across some ladies who um, I think it was at Hacker Halted, if I'm not mistaken, or right before. But anyway, here in Atlanta, we have Hacker Halted, which is a big cybersecurity conference. Um, and I came across some ladies who were saying that they wanted to put together, get together and create this chapter. Um, and they were, introduced me to Women's Society of Cyber Jutsu. I got introduced to Mary, who's the CEO, and she's amazing. And I said, you know, in Atlanta, we definitely have a need for kind of a nationwide um, organization um, that's not here because I've been living in Atlanta for almost five years now, six years now. And I, even though we have a big, they call Atlanta's like the next tech boom city. Um, again, I could not find a lot of cybersecurity professionals. Every time I would go to a meetup, and it's funny because I have some, uh, I have some, m- my best friends are in tech, and they'd be like, oh, what are you? And my best one, my best friend's a developer, one's a UX designer. And then I would say cybersecurity. And it would always be like, oh, like <laughs> it would just be so dejected. Okay. Yeah. And I'm like, wait a minute, where's my people? Like, why does nobody like cybersecurity? But I also know because the notion behind it, like you said, demystifying it, not a lot of people know about it. So last summer I had started my own meetup group where I was just trying to find women in cybersecurity. So it was just something that I had put out there. I had gotten a lot of traction for it. We had a lot of audience for it. And they let me know that there are women here who are interested and there's a community here. We just didn't know where to go from it. So when Women's Society of Cyberjutsu came across me, came across my path, I was like, this is perfect, right? I've already located an audience. I definitely love the mission that the, the organization was doing. It just made sense to kind of combine the two together. So after um, starting with, we have Zakia and Tomiko who's also on the board Um, We just decided to launch and figure out, you know, how can we drive this mission of empowering women in cybersecurity to the Atlanta area? You know, what resources could we provide for them? And we kind of, you know, we've had really, really great experiences thus far, even though we're less than a year in. And we've been able to kind of really grow the community, um, get people to network the way that they need to in order to succeed, give them the community that they need. So it's been an awesome experience. I love them. Shout out to That's
0: Awesome, so awesome, yeah. Marie was Mary was on here. I keep calling her Marie.
1: <laughs> Mary was
0: on here um, earlier this month, nice. um, talking about just you know the organization, all things that you all do. We are huge supporters and fans. So breaking into cybersecurity, we talk about you all all the time. <laughs> we talk about Mary all the time. We bring your <laughs> folks on all the time. So. We want to continue to share and showcase all of you doing this amazing work. Um, And I know Vicky, I gotta get Vicky on. I didn't know that, um, you said Vicky and who else? Tomiko. I didn't know Tamiko was uh, on a board too. Yeah,
1: she's on the Atlanta board. Zaki, Zaki is, is low key. You might not know her because she likes okay. to be in the background, which I love her. She's bad, but she like, she loves to be in the background. But Tamiko, yeah, she's on the board. She helped start it also. Very,
0: well. very cool. For all of you that don't know Tamiko. she is the cybersecurity rapper. Yeah. She is, she's doing it. And the drones, all the drones. Yeah, drone, anything, security. drone security. That's her space. So she is amazing. Um, and she was supposed to come on too a couple weeks ago, but there was some, um, challenges there, so she couldn't make it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I told her, I was like, I'm not going anywhere. People, (laughs) you know, we'll get everybody on here. We're not going anywhere. Um, so that's pretty, pretty cool that you started it and it's grown and thrived. And there's an audience, um, untapped audience in Atlanta, which is pretty shocking, um, that's
1: what I said. (laughs) Very, very huge. There's so many people here. But I also think, again, this goes back to even, so I I mentor a lot of um, young women and it comes back to every time I hear, and and this is not necessarily a bad thing, but like you said, podcasts like this really demystifies the industry where all I, even when I was starting in the industry, all of my mentees always say, you know, should I get into coding? Do I need to code? Do I need to do such and such? Because there's no, really direct path into cybersecurity, right? So many people come to it from different industries or different roles. um, Whereas for a lot of other roles, like being a developer, that's pretty like a straight and narrow path of like becoming a developer, but becoming a cybersecurity professional, there really is no straight and narrow for that. So of course, naturally, a lot of people be confused about how do I create that blueprint to get in and how do I get started? So here, In Atlanta, like I want to be surprised, but for the most part, a lot of people are just going towards roles that they know of that's easy for them to figure out how to get into. And that's why I think it was really hard for other cybersecurity professionals. Like if I was having trouble finding people, I know other people are. It just so happened to be that I took the first step to say, hey, let me find a community. Like there has to be one or let me build one. And so that kind of unleashed, hey, there are other people like, there is room for cybersecurity within this tech space. And let's go ahead and figure out how we can make the path to a cybersecurity professional less convoluted than it has
0: been. I know, no, that's really, really cool. So um, Reginald says here, what am I gonna do without my morning fix? So Reginald, listen, I am seriously considering because people have been like, don't stop, don't stop, don't stop, (laughs) keep going. I don't know if I can do it on weekends. But I'm definitely going to try to do five days a week. I'm going to try. So you guys keep continuing. I know five days a week is a lot. It's a lot. (laughs) But um, I think I can still do that. I mean, I have a ton of guests that we were supposed to bring on that, you know, like I'm trying to juggle and. Um, get them on, so tons of people still want to come on, mm-hmm. there's tons of topics that I've been even thinking about since demystifying as a whole yeah. made me want to kind of demystify each section yeah. so going down section by section so um one of my, um one of the people I look up to is Marcus Carey and oh, yeah. he you're in his book so we're going to talk about that next <laughs> and um what he's done with the Tribe of Hackers series, I just thought about, wow, maybe I can bring people on and kind of have this whole, you know, like how he had leaders in cyber, you know. So Dominique, for all of you that don't know, is a part of um, Marcus Carey's Tribe of Hackers series. And in the series, she's in the leadership part. So we're gonna talk about that next, but he has all these series. So he has Blue Team, he has, you know, first it was Tribe of Hackers, so just people in general, then it kind of, you know, got more niche. And so as I... I've been doing this month of, you know, demystifying. I kind of want to demystify even more. So Mm -hmm. demystify like each little slice. So that might be coming. I mean, every time I do these partially, just so you guys know, I do it for the community. I do it for me too. (laughs) So I'm like, ooh, I want to learn more about this. I want to learn more about that. And then the audience is so awesome they're so encouraging and they want to learn more and they push me and send me stuff behind the scenes like hey I want to find out about this so then I go try to find an expert in this try to find an expert in that Mm. and so um that's
1: That's all coming because that's what happened a lot of people um who listen to my podcast send me a lot of news that are happening and they're like oh my gosh did you see this is happening and did you see this and like and, and and it's really encouraging that keeps you going, that lets you know that you're doing something because you know, we're in a field where I always tell people cybersecurity is a very thankless job sometimes because yeah. you know we don't get a lot of pat on the back, so a lot of the instant gratification. So yeah. knowing that we're doing something contributing to the community and then we kind of get that love and encouragement back is always really nice to, <laughs> to receive sometimes.
0: Yeah, it's so cool. So Separate says, please don't stop. I listen to you every day on my way to work.
1: Aw. Yeah. I had no clue. Um oh I see we asked a question.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna go up there in a second. Okay. So Vicky is oh Vicky Jackson. Jackson yeah, we gotta get the Jackson chapter people on here for sure, for sure. Um Jessica Tubbs was here last weekend. Hey Jessica, she's hey. awesome, awesome, awesome. Um Ravender says fantastic effort this month. Great job, Renee and Chris. Thank you so, so much. Mike says this is awesome. Looking forward to following your podcast. Keep it up. Ladies, yes. So you got two podcasts to follow. Make (laughs) sure you follow Dominique. (laughs) You got mine. Um, Okay, so question. Sefer says because Dominique mentioned blogging, do you think that writing blogs and write-ups help with the process? Does it have any effect on the recruiter's opinion? So um, I will answer that in terms of from a recruiting perspective, what I can tell you is that leaders always like if you're if you're involved in the industry and you're involved in the community, leaders look at that as being passionate. So it's definitely another selling point when a recruiter comes across your, your information, and then we see, oh, he has a podcast. Oh, she has a blog. Oh, blah, blah, blah. You know, all of those little tidbits are additional pieces to the puzzle that we can share with the security leader. Like, hey, did you know she had a blog? Hey, did you know he had a, you know, did you know he had a a blog? Did you know she had a podcast? And then they could get in and they can read your podcast. They can, I'm, I'm sorry, listen to your podcast, read your blog, see that you actually are passionate about the field. You're not just nine to five, I'm shutting everything off at the end of the shift. You are interested. So when they talk about the passion, This is what they're talking about. This additional layer, giving back to the community um, and all that. So, yes, it does make it does have an effect. It adds an additional like gold star. Like, hey, by the way, he also has a you know, he also has a blog. Check out his stuff so they can kind of dig in to see what's going on versus just like a piece of paper or a regular um, LinkedIn feed. Dominique, is that happened with you? You probably got jobs through just having the podcast and stuff, right? People wanna, not, they want to okay. do
1: the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely, especially with the last um two positions that I had, where during the recruiting process, they're like, I see you have a blog. And I see you have it. and then now they're like, Oh, you have a podcast. Like, that's really cool. And it's it's also a you know, it's a talking point. But like you said, it really just shows how invested you are in the industry and community and giving back. And then the first part of the question was asking, you know, does writing blogs and write-ups help the process? And it definitely does. That was one of the main reasons why I started the blog in the first place, because I wanted to make sure I knew what I was talking about, right? And I thought the best way to validate that I know what I'm talking about is to be able to do a write-up where someone who's not technical, maybe not fully in the industry, is able to understand without me having to break down further. And that to me meant that I was doing that one, I knew understood what I was saying, and two, that I was doing a good job in the way that I'm disseminating information because I am a big proponent of cybersecurity is for everyone. So if you are trying to figure out like, hey, am, am, do I know what I'm talking about? Is is my studying working? A great way to know that is to is to start blogging. And I know a lot of people are kind of scared. They're like, listen, there's a lot of content out there. There's a lot of podcasts out there, a lot of blogs out there. That's fine, right? Because not everybody is your voice. Like everyone has a unique voice, everyone has a unique perspective. So if you want to go out and start a blog, and even if it's just for you, because again, remember, I started mine as just a pet project for myself, and I wind up just being very helpful for other people. So if you just want to figure out, hey, you know, I've been studying this for a while, let me see, can I write this into a blog post that would help someone else? And can they understand it? And if not, and and you realize as you're writing, you're like, oh, maybe I'm getting a little bit too technical. Or if someone asked a question, maybe it was like, okay, maybe I didn't break down this concept um, as easily, because it can be a really overwhelming field, right? We have so many acronyms, there's so many different roles, there's so many things to do. Um, Figuring out a way to break it down into smaller pieces for other people who are trying to get in is one of the best way to do so. So blogging um, podcasting, whatever kind of content, if you have an idea for something, by all means do it because recruiters look at it, your peers look at it. Like it's just an overall great way for you to kind of give back and be part of the community.
0: I would echo, I you know, ditto to everything you said. In addition, I just want to um, reiterate a couple points. So the part about the process breaking down and being able to share with someone else and have them understand. Um, mm-hmm. Someone made a comment here about, Lincoln says she that he found out about you uh, when he found out about security and color a while ago from Hacker Valley Studio podcast. Yes, yes. So says, nice work, Dominique. And so um, Ron from Hacker Valley Studio, mm-hmm. he talks about, you know, being able to absorb information and to be able to really fully understand it. He said one of the reasons why he teaches is because I want to understand it to the point where I can teach someone else. Exactly. Um, another person that was on here, I cannot remember her name, it's slipping me, told me, said that, told us on the podcast of this month that her boss, when he was teaching her, he said, the one thing I want you to do is she wanted to learn I think she was an administrative assistant or she was a receptionist she was doing something else and he said I'll teach you but you have to blog about it Ah. and the process of blogging right brings it bigger brings it into your head more Mm -hmm. and so it's the double whammy you're giving back to the community and it's putting into your mind and to Dominique's point you can put a podcast out, and it could be you and your mom listening to it. Listen. You can write a blog, and it just could be you, you know, reading it. It's for you first, exactly. So do it for yourself. Do it because you love it. Whatever creative way, whatever way you like to put out content. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll wrap with this final one for this particular um, piece of information or, or topic. Um, I listen to Gary V a lot, and what he says a lot of the times is, um, "Lean into your strength." Mm-hmm. So. You know, if you're a blogger, if you write well, blog. If you take great pictures, maybe there's a way you can do screenshots and and like little snippets. If you are a, you know, you like podcasting, you like talking, you don't want to be on a camera, podcast. If you like being on the camera like this, like me, do lives, you know, like whatever, however, or video. But he's like, you know, lean into whatever it is that don't try to be someone else. Mm -hmm. Don't try to blog because somebody else is blogging because I can tell you. I'm in the process of writing this book with Chris and a couple of, and Gary, it, it, it's just, it's awesome. Cause when it comes out, it's going to be amazing. Right. It's my second book. And um, getting the time to sit down and do that has been like, I have to literally like block it all. Like, okay, when you have to focus on it, lot, <laughs> like, <laughs> like the lives give me energy, the lives I'm like, Ooh, I got a live, you know, okay. like, I did to do a lot. So do whatever it is that's going to excite you. That's yeah. my little, cuz
1: it, it's the long game right well not not necessarily you don't have to do this for a long time if you don't feel like it but in order something i've noticed is that in order to have longevity you have to actually like what you're doing and that yeah. goes for work that goes for anything in life like if you yeah. don't like it you're not going to want to do it and you're not going to put your best foot forward so definitely make sure that you like what you're doing totally
0: so says, I'm no, uh, uh you're one of the few people who pronounce my name right. Oh, well, we try. <laughs> and then he says, Thank you. Phillip says, hello. Oh, well, hey, Philip. Some folks are here all the time, which is so, so cool. Mm. So, Dominique, this is, I mean, we're almost at we're almost at 30 minutes. And I feel like we're just let's getting started. Too quick, yeah, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fast. It goes by so fast. Um, but I don't, you know, it's Saturday, it's Halloween. I don't mm. want to be taking up people's times. We'll have we'll totally have you come back. for sure before you leave tell us about how did you get into tribe of hackers what did you talk about how did you know how did you get into the infamous books that i'm still not in every time i keep dropping this every time like marcus sees you know (laughs) i'm still not in these books so you know
1: honestly it was a really good opportunity that came across my way tanya jenka actually reached out because she's awesome in the community had said, hey, you know, they were looking for leaders to um, interview for the book. She's like, don't be afraid to participate because, you know, sometimes it'd be like, I. and I always tell myself whenever um, people kind of put the leader label, I always kind of shy away because I'm like, I don't feel like one necessarily. I just feel like I'm just me. Like I just, somebody who's contributing, um, so to speak. So when um, she had um, reached out about it, I said, hey, why not? Um, you know, I answered the questions, and, and, and I really enjoyed the way, like you said, that they started off with just Tribe of Hackers, and then they got a little bit niche into it, and really talking about what does it mean to be a leader, and how do you view yourself as one? How do you um, uplift other people? How do you, just basically a lot of the processes of what it takes to be a leader, or to consider yourself a leader without, with your peers. And for me, one of the biggest things that I've learned is that you cannot wait around for. Or for for me, what so to speak is, I always wondered when I was going to see my role model, right? Especially in cybersecurity, when was I going to see someone who was up in the ranks who looked like me? And I either had a choice at some point where I was like, I can either wait around forever. Or I can be a voice to other people, especially since I've been in the industry for some time, and I, I, I know what I'm doing at some point, and I'm confident that I know what I'm doing. Um, when can I turn around and give back and be that leader that I, a representation that I was looking for? So a lot of what I talked about in the book um, comes with things that people naturally come come across in the field that I've heard about is like imposter syndrome was a really big one um, because again, even I just said in the beginning where I said I don't consider myself a leader, despite the fact that I'm in leadership positions or that I lead, you know, different chapters or that I participate in things where I'm deemed a leader. But for myself, you know, that's not something I view. And I had to, I always have to double check and say, okay, is this because you're doubting your skills? Are you doubting, um, your place and belonging or, you know, is it like a humble thing? So like for me, For me, one of the biggest takeaways that I wanted to get in the book is about everyone just being the representation that they want to see because everyone's voice matters and like everyone can be a leader. It's not something that you're born with. I think there are skills that you can hone um, that everyone's important. And then two, understanding that imposter syndrome is real and it happens and it is something that you... Um, don't necessarily get over, but you can definitely work through, right? Because I don't want it to hinder anyone else's progress because they're constantly questioning themselves. There are going to be times when you're questioning yourself as you're in a room and that's not necessarily a bad thing, right? Because I always think that that's a challenge and challenges are something meant to be overcome. So as long as people can um, learn to be comfortable with the uncomfortable is something I always like to say so that way they can still be successful, you know, it it will go far for you, basically.
0: I 100% agree with that. I love it. I so respect and honor the fact that you are being the person that you wanted to look up to. Like, you are representing, you know, the woman that some other little girl that looks up and says oh wow look at her you are that person and you're being that person and you took that step out there um so that is fantastic absolutely love that um couple comments here before we wrap love the colors r&d everyone tell us what you're gonna be for halloween
1: right right or is this that no one's going to be anything? Oh, show? nobody's
0: <laughs> being, everybody's being themselves this year. We want to know what you're going to be. Um, Philip says, thanks Renee, or for or your service. Kids. What'd I, you say? I
1: said, or the kids. I want to know what the kids yeah.
0: are. Yeah. So my kids are Minnie Mouse. <laughs> Minnie Mouse. Um, Spider-Man, my my, my nine-year-old, he, he's like Spider-Man. I was like, dude, you want to be Spider-Man again? Spider-Man multiple times he's been spider-man like three four years in a row and then um my little wild one in the middle he is bowser from oh my
1: gosh yes <laughs> <laughs> and being spider-man because i literally was cinderella i think for two years i was the um pink power ranger for at least four years <laughs> and then i was bell until it was time to stop dressing up for halloween so- like
0: enough <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, man. Tyrone says, um, are there basic steps for dealing with imposter syndrome?
1: Hmm, I think so. So or I can at least tell you the way I (laughs) dealt with imposter syndrome, not that there's a end all be all cure for or kind of like steps for everyone. So for me, of course, first recognizing that you are That you have imposter syndrome, right? And that's coming with whenever something happens, like if you get promotion, when you get praise, when you um, are stepping into a room that maybe you felt like you didn't belong, when you start to recognize that you're questioning yourself, despite the fact that you have experience and you have um, credentials or you have XYZ that's backing you up, like noticing, like, why do I do this? And that's something I had to do. I'm like, whenever I got invited to, um, to do, so one of the biggest ones was like, I had helped create the Google Cloud security professional exam. And for me, being a part of that process was amazing, but it triggered my (laughs) imposter syndrome so much, simply because I felt I was in a room with people who technically were considered my peers, but I was either the youngest or I had maybe um, the least amount of experience in terms of years, right? Um, and to me, I'm like, what am I doing here? <laughs> and I remember one of the sessions that we were in and I went home and, I'm, and I went back to the hotel and I, I freaked out. And I'm like, I don't know if I can show up in the way that they need me to. And I was talking to my mom and my friends, and they're like, do you think they would invite you and fly you all the way over there if you didn't belong? Or if they didn't think you had the knowledge and resources and credentials necessary in order to be a part of this process? So I had to tell myself, I'm like, wait a minute, you know, you're kind of right. you kind of right. oh. <laughs> Like um, I kind of am a big, D. I kind of know what I'm doing here. Yeah. <laughs> So for me, one of the biggest steps is to, one, understand, like, why is it that we cannot be our biggest supporter or, like, be our biggest, like, we are always our biggest critic and, like, why we can't do the opposite. And, like, I heard somewhere... Um, it escapes me right now, but that for every one comment, I mean, for every one negative comment, it takes around five to 10 positive ones just to combat that. So Mm -hmm. it's like, you have to constantly pour into yourself in order for you to just be comfortable with yourself. And that is insane to me, but it's something that I do with a positive affirmation. So for me, I always, I wake up, And I tell myself at least three to five positive affirmations just to begin my day. So before I even pick up my phone, before I talk to anyone, before I consume whatever the world is about to give me, I make sure I start off with some positivity. And that positivity is to pour into myself. So that way, if some negativity does come, I'm already ahead of the game in terms of pouring myself into the bank. And then alternatively, I had to just be comfortable with my knowledge, right? So before we were talking about blogging and and uh, really disseminating information that we're getting, those are one of the ways that you can build your confidence to know what you're talking about, right? Because if you are confirming like, hey... I'm learning something, I'm able to write and blog it, or I'm able to build a podcast it, I'm able to do XYZ with it and give it back to someone else. Then hey, I am reassuring myself or reaffirming myself that this knowledge is in my head and I can give to other people. And the more you do that, the more confident you are. So it it's 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 really about pouring into yourself. That's one of the biggest ways that I combat it, making sure you have a good support system. That's a really good way to combat it. And, and two, always be careful about what you're, the energy that you're consuming, right? You don't want negativity. You don't, the, like, this industry is hard enough already. It's really about making sure that you're just taking positive steps to improve yourself. We always focus on improving our career, improving everything else outside of us, and, like, giving in to other people. And it's like, we always need to, I, I always need to remember, like, hey, Dominique, how is your cup today? Are yeah. you full? Are you empty? Are you near empty? Like, Take care of yourself.
0: No, that's such a good point. Um, You touched on. Well, Reginald says, if you don't mind, I will be taking that. (laughs) (laughs) And then Phil said, Philip says, sure. That's all in my routine. Mm -hmm. I have a similar one. Um, There is an author. His name is Brian Tracy, Mm -hmm. and he talks about um, he talks about what you just said in terms of having. negativity or having to having that that level of self-esteem and that confidence in different areas right because I think a lot of us like we we can be when you put your reps in just as a whole you're confident in certain things um and and not as confident in other things and like to your point you had to come back and be like hey you know the imposter syndrome's kicking in like what you know why did they bring me here and your your family the people who support you are like uh because you know what you're doing you know there's a reason why there's a reason why people ask you that and it's funny because i think when you do build that confidence have those affirmations say that stuff to yourself pour into yourself um there's a level of quiet confidence like you kind of know you feel like you know i know that this is my space i know and you and you begin to build that um, something came across me. So people have been reaching out to me this this month in particular, um, asking for, you know, asking me to, to speak at different conferences and stuff, which is, I'm like, sure, great. And, um, you know, usually it's HR related, recruiting related. That's my area of expertise, all that stuff. Um, and then a lady reached out and she asked me to speak on about um, being a thought leader in SAS. And I was like, you know I'm happy to be a voice but I don't know and it was funny because she said oh you're you know something I don't know I don't know the term she used um but she said something like oh no you're a voice you're the you you know like all the other pieces fit in so I was just like well yeah (laughs) you know but it's the you know it's having that confidence and not thinking like you know just just being honest like hey this is not really my niche per se but they see it for they see you for a different reason and mm-hmm. want you there for a different reason and kind of to your point being a voice for other people who where they may not have a voice um or may not be able to see look up and say oh look at this woman you know she's crazy She on a wig on halloween and you know she has like these wacko kids that are always in the background and she can get on <laughs> she can be on boards and stuff and speak on panels too right. um OK, so Reginald says here, we get everything here, tech, and food for the soul. Love it. Nice. <laughs> this podcast has been a little bit of everything. We get right. the tech stuff. We get the, you know, the food for the soul. That is so, so true. I love that. Um, okay, final question, and we're going to wrap. Lincoln says, Dominique, what would you recommend blog? What uh, blog platform would you recommend for newbies? Um,
1: so I started off blogging on WordPress. Um, which is pretty popular. Um, not that much learning curve in order to get started um, until I eventually moved over just to having my own domain site that I that I built up. Um, I actually just came across something called Substack. Hmm. Um, and that's where I have my newsletter. So I do a monthly newsletter or it's really a weekly newsletter, but I do a weekly news, uh, cybersecurity newsletter, also called Security in Color um, Newsletter, in which I just give out resources. So it's like you get the news, you get different things, different events that are happening in, in tech. Uh, I try to do a lot of job postings so I know a lot of people are looking for um, positions. It just is jam packed with a bunch of cybersecurity resources. Um, and for me, Substack is really easy right now because I'm able to kind of just write posts. It has an archive for everything. Um, And you don't need to do anything. You don't need to stand up your own website. You don't need to build things out. It's really simple, really easy for people to look at your stuff. And I always recommend when you're starting off, have something as simple as possible, because once it starts getting difficult, you're not going to want to do so. So Substack right now is something I would recommend to people. Um, It's really easy to get started. You kind of just sign up for it and you go ahead and write a post and you put it out there and then people can decide to subscribe to you if they want to it maybe every time you every time you post or if they just want to come back to your particular sub stack they can look at it um so I, I would personally right now recommend that i think that would be easier for a new person to get into because and then later on when you're like hey i want to take this to a next level i want to start building other features i want to maybe offer different types of content xyz then you can move on to the maybe the wix the squarespace's the uh wordpresses then you can go that but if you just want something super you just want to write I suggest it with Substack. Okay,
0: cool. That's a, that's a new one. I had not heard about that one either. It is new.
1: Yeah, it, it's still new. It's really good, though. I like it.
0: Okay, cool. Very cool. All right, folks. It is at the almost 45-minute mark, so I'm going to wrap, let everybody eat candy and have fun for the rest of Halloween. It has been my absolute pleasure doing this for the month of October. Um I I don't know I'm like I feel bittersweet right now I had so so much fun I'm so exhausted but it was so much fun I'm like I gotta keep it going but I can't it's not possible um, If you all want to hear about different people different topics all that good stuff please 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 let me know You all have my inbox You know you know where to find me on LinkedIn In particular um, for the YouTube people please reach out to me on LinkedIn <laughs> <laughs> like I don't have anything really going on on YouTube, reach out on LinkedIn. Um, and I think, like I said, it'll be a couple. Um, I'm going to try to do five days a week um, and bring on different people and kind of like dive down into different the different slivers of security so that people it can, we can demystify more and more the actual um Uh, different domains, different career paths, all that stuff, like really kind of get niche into each one. So any, any ideas, please let me know. It has been an absolute pleasure. I have had so much fun. I've learned so much from everyone. It's been amazing. People are, Reginald's crying. Not don't cry. cry. <laughs> <laughs> Phil says thank you. Thank, thank you all. Me. And we will see you on another edition of Breaking into Cybersecurity. But it's going to be Monday because I am taking a break.
1: <laughs> you deserve it.
0: <laughs> Bye, everybody. Have a happy Halloween. Happy Halloween.